Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone and hello Lisa. Hi Nat, how are you going today? I'm going really great and it's always a great day when we get to come together and record one of our podcast episodes, don't you think? I certainly think so. It's, uh, we love sharing and supporting the others out there so it's, it's good fun. It is good fun and this week is episode six and for today we really want to concentrate on this whole idea that we can embrace and thrive during the phase of perimenopause and even beyond menopause. We've spent a few episodes talking about what menopause is and the symptoms and the impact that it can have on us and in particular for today we really just want to shine a light on the fact that it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom, does it? No, it doesn't. And, um, I, you know, the media certainly paints it out that way and all the stories we read about the symptoms, the doom and gloom and, you know, the terrible things that women are going through. I think, though, from my perspective, I think, though, with what we're doing is about educating women to actually understand what it is they're going through because a lot of people that we speak to um, they don't know what the blip is going on. They And, you know, once you actually sort of say to them, well, these are the things that can happen, this is what it is, it's like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't know that. And um, it's really powerful. It's like a big weight off their shoulders when they find out the education. And, and when you think about it, whenever you've got something going on in your life, you go out and you, you know, you try and find out some information about it. The problem is, as we've said in previous um, episodes, we're just not talking about it enough. Um, it's certainly getting out there. I've been really pleased to see, um, you know, different articles and uh, media um, talking about it in a promising way, but it is around that education and knowing what's ahead of us and how to cope with it. Yeah, most definitely. And even when we speak to workplaces as well, they always say to us, you know, how do we even start this conversation? And that is always the first step that we say, isn't it? Well, it's about education. It's mm. about knowledge. And it's actually about, you know, shining a light on, you know, what it is that women are going through, but also not shining a light with a negative connotation. I mean, we've had yeah. conversations with people about productivity and a few have sort of said, oh, do we really want to talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, women's productivity is impacted during perimenopause. But for you and I, particularly in our line of work with coaching, you know, we're very much about building that self-awareness. And, you know, you can't start to change things or learn from situations or symptoms or what we're going through without actually shining a light on what it is that we're experiencing. So true. And, you know, it's that silence. And if, if we continue to be silent on or not talking about the things, you know, productivity is a perfect example. Is Unfortunately, it does affect our productivity. But, hey, you know, let's, let's uh, like we do any other problem that we have to solve or find some solutions to, okay, so if the productivity is going to be affected, what can we do to support you in the workplace at home that helps you get around that productivity? And it's not forever. It's, and, you know, it's, it's really frustrating, I have to say, when I hear people saying, oh, no, let's not talk about productivity because we don't want the workplace to know about it. 
well, hey, that it's just a real thing. So, yeah, we, that self-awareness and, and finding out the information and then working out how we move on from there, that's what we need to start in the, the, that conversation in the workplace. Sorry, did yeah. I just answer your question? You did perfectly yeah. and, and yeah, spot yeah. on. And it, it is, it's it's so very true. And that's what we want to talk about today as well, is just highlighting some of the key areas that um, you could start to have a look at. And, you know, when we talk through them, they're not going to be new and they're probably going to be considered very basic. But, you know, that's very much part of our work and ethos at Own Your Health Collective is about making healthy simple. And, you know, we say it all the time, it's just coming back to the basics and not overcomplicating yeah. things, right? No, it is. And a lot of the work, you, you're right, the basic is the key word there. And sometimes um, I feel like we're looking for something complicated when we've actually really got it at our fingertips already and going back to the basics is really what um, will set you apart in relation to ticking off how you feel and how you want to feel and what you want to be doing. And, you know, the, the first thing as a food coach for me, it comes to mind is that nutrition. And, you know, when you follow a healthy, nutrient-rich diet, and that's basic food, you know, we're talking about quality fruits and vegetables, um, you know, uh, ethical sources of protein be they be meat or vegetarian or vegan proteins um, you know cutting out a lot of the processed sugar um, welcoming healthy fats into your into your world they are just such a basis for good hormone um, balance and development um, and reducing or cutting out alcohol altogether. And if you don't want to cut it out, that's totally fine because, I, you know, I do enjoy a gin and soda every now and then myself. So keeping it clean in relation to what you might be having from an alcoholic point of view, um, the sugar really is quite a culprit with us, you know, those processed sugars as well. So, you know, that's just one basic way of um, embracing that nutrition and helping, getting it to support you. And, you know, we've all heard, right through our life about eating healthy and um you know and we take it for granted but and we sometimes fall off the wagon who doesn't but really that's one of the key things in and actually supporting you through perimenopause and menopause and we've got so much going into our bodies and it's not just the food it's about what we're putting onto our body as well and considering the toxin load um, that we're also adding you know look at your the kinds of makeups that you're you're wearing and we're so blessed these days to have some really beautiful um, skin and makeup products and cleaning products that are really um, kind to us and our environment and to our families yeah really good and I know that you're so passionate about nutrition and you know I definitely you know resonate with what you say around you know basics healthy food you know, um, not having processed food, just, you know, thinking about where we get our food from, you know, it, it's really important. And, you know, I think what we always say too is, you know, start where you are today, you know, mm. nutrition and I think food as well. There's so many fads out there. There's so many complicated messages and we get lost in it. And then we're like, I have no idea where to start. You know, how do I even start? Yeah. But it is, it's just about making those small changes, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it's a good point because we women have been brought up in such diet culture. And um, for me, at 51 years of age, I've 
you know, I've done the Weight Watchers, I've done the soup diet, I've done the hot dog diet, and we don't go anywhere near hot dogs these days. But, um, you know, there's so many diets and it's no wonder that women don't really know which way to go. And I think at the end of the day, if you're having, you know, food, I choose my food that's come from the ground, from an animal or for a tree. And it hasn't gone through a big convey about and been processed that, you know, the life being processed out of it. And that's a really good guide. And I just encourage people to eat things, you know, real beautiful food that makes them feel really um, happy and safe, you know, like, you know, what you're putting into your body is safe. And if we can just do that, and then, you know, you, you deal with any allergies or tendencies to you know how you feel with different foods like good foods can you know obviously make some women and men feel ordinary and it's about listening to the food that you're putting in and that's the diet that's the eating plan that we should be doing rather than um you know should I be eating at this time or should I be having these kinds of foods that don't really fit into this time and um you know processed foods and yeah it's it's a really tricky one and I think we get to this age where we think, oh, my goodness, I just don't know what I'm going to eat. So the problem is that women are getting to this age and they don't eat enough. And that's a really big thing. And that can really upset the apple cart with our bodies in how it functions. Food is information to how our hormones and how we navigate this menstrual um, and menopause time in our life. And if we're not giving them that information, it's it makes it really hard for the body to function and do what it needs to to support them yeah of course and you know you touched on something you know listening to our body and that i guess leads us into the next one which is all around movement right yeah another key opportunity to listen to our body and move our body with what works with us isn't that right yeah, and, you know, the work that you're doing in, in the yoga space around movement has um, been really enlightening and educational for me. But it doesn't have to be hard. And you know, I, I'm thinking back to our um, World Menopause Day and we had Mish Wright on and she made such a wonderful point. And we talk about this all the time, you know, do something that you love. You know, I love walking. I love Pilates. You know, you love your running and your yoga. So do things that are... Um, you know, really that, that make your heart sing and, and take you out to move. And even better, if you can do it with, a, you know, a best buddy and catch up at the same time and laugh at each other about how you're doing something and all those kinds of things. So, you know, um, cycling's fantastic. Resistant weight work is really important at this time of, of our lives, especially once we get into menopause. It's really important for our bone health. Um, and, you know, there's obviously things associated with the reduction in estrogen where we have chronic health issues that can, you know, come to haunt us with heart issues, um, diabetes. And again, movement is really key in keeping those type of things at bay. Um, we want to make sure that cardiovascular risk is really reduced. And, you know, we just want to have a sense of energy and vitality and wellness right at our fingertips. Again, it's basic. You don't have to sign up at a big gym. You can just walk out, put your, put your trainers on, walk out the door and go walking and really um, enjoy what's around you while you're out moving. Yeah, definitely. And great tips. And, you know, something that I've experienced in working with a lot of women, you know, there is such a societal conditioning that, you know, we have to go and smash ourselves at the gym for 60 mm. minutes. And if we haven't done a real intense, sweaty workout, well, we're not getting the results. And it was really yoga for me that highlighted, you know, just how profound doing those slower, 
mind body exercises you know just how great they are for our body and again the other thing too that a lot of women come up with is just time and trying to factor in exercise into their day and i love when i get you know women to think about well what time do you have and if it's only just 10 minutes 15 minutes you know what can you do in 15 minutes you know i i wake up in the morning and i'll do yoga and i'll do a 15 minute yoga session because that's all i have got um firstly sometimes the energy for or the time for but you know 15 minutes of something is better than you know nothing and it and it's just being creative and again and it's just working with you and what works for you and and your body and your time and and you know we always say this and we say this about perimenopause you can define your own journey and you can define what your health looks like and your life looks like and you know when you actually um live that and breathe that and understand that it just it changes your whole perception about health and and your body and your life doesn't it it does. And one thing that rings true with me, Nat, just listening to you talk about those those bits of time that you can actually do and commit to is I remember working with a client a little while ago and they said they didn't have time to do the exercise. So we actually sat down and looked at a, an Excel spreadsheet from, you know, seven days a week and we put in what, what their requirement or what their obligations were through that week. And then blow me down there were so many opportunities in there where they could do 15 minutes here half an hour there um 10 minutes here and it was like a real epiphany for them it's like I do I actually do have time so it's a really good point to remember that you know little bits and pieces here and there they all add up and don't smash it out don't um you know push yourself to the high degrees that you you know that you might have been um, conditioned to think that you need to do in the past because it actually sets your body up for a real terrible stress response and that probably leads us into our next point around stress management and how that has such a big bearing on our body because you can be moving and eating and sleeping the best way possible but if you don't have that stress in stress management in check it really underpins all the good work that you're doing and your body has a natural tendency to protect you in that stress you know, those stressful times. And you're really well versed on the stress management here. Did you have more to say about that, Nat? Yeah, I do. And, you know, the thing that I really love shining a light on when it comes to stress is that, you know, again, we're always given messages of reduce stress, you know, cut out stress in your life. But for a lot of us, stress is a big part of our life and it can either be distress or you stress, you know, there's good and there's bad stress. And You know, I love sharing with people that it's the way we respond to stress, which has the greatest impact on our health and well-being. And so, you know, if we're faced with a stressful situation and we're responding angrily or frustrated and we're really kicking into that fight or flight response, well, that's what actually impacts our our health Um, because, you know, it can take 90 minutes for our body to return to um, normal levels. you know, and after a fight or flight response. And so we find ourselves, you know, if we're constantly having stressful reaction, stressful reaction, we could be in that fight or flight response, you know, all day. And there's a fair chance, particularly over the last couple of years, that a lot of us have actually been in that fight or flight response because, you know, demands have exceeded our capacities um, unbelievably. So the way we respond to stress is really important. Um, And then also understanding where stress shows up in the body. 
and trying to acknowledge, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a stressful situation. You know, I, I need to be careful with the way that I respond and, and uh, respond in a way that that's favorable. So looking at such things as, you know, can I use this stress to help me rise to a challenge? You know, could I bring some love and, and you know, tend and befriending to someone that I'm, again, putting this stress to some good use rather than, you know, kicking into that fight or flight response? Yeah, and we all have stress, don't we, Nat? We all have a healthy amount of stress. So um, you know how you might be uh, you might be at work and you've got a bit of a deadline and there's that little adrenaline rush to get to it. And, and it actually, I know that when I'm working under pressure, it really helps me get there and I can feel that little adrenaline and I get it done. But um, if we've got that stress that's just lingering and doesn't really go away like you were talking about, um, that can have some serious consequences for the chemical reactions that happen out in our body as well. And when you think back probably, you know, 80 years ago, hundreds of years ago, they didn't have the same sort of stresses that we do now. So, you know, yes, they would have had stress, but it would have been that up and down, that, that proper up and down um, reaction that needs to occur. And nowadays we just find that the light is, or, you know, that switch is constantly on. So it affects our sleep. Um, you know, we've got raised cortisol, which is our stress hormone, which can be very healthy in, in certain ways, but we just don't want it turned on all the time either. Um, so they're just things, you know, and with women, we tend to be stressed about the family, stressed about the job, stressed about what dinner's going to be tonight, um, what the kids, you know, where we've got to get them to the next thing, whether they're young or teenagers, there's still that stress amount there. So it's just something to be very, very mindful of. It is definitely. And, you know, again, something I love sharing is, you know, the stress, our stress response comes from our brain. And, you know, back in caveman days, you know, that fight or flight response really, you know, served its purpose when we were up against a life or death situation. But our brains haven't evolved so much mm. since those times that it still recognises even the simplest situation, being stuck in a traffic jam or, you know, kids arguing or, you know, work. And, and that's why we kick into that fight or flight response. They see our brain recognises that or sees that as a life or death situation. And, yes. you know, it kicks in that fight or flight response. So it's it's having that, that self-awareness and trying to slow down. Um, you know, the, the response to a stressful situation. So, um, and that is really for a whole nother episode, which, you know, we could talk and talk about it. But um, yeah, just recognizing that stress is important. And, um, you know, Dr. Fatima Khan spoke about this at our World Menopause Day event as well, in that she addressed our lifestyle factors and how mm. critical our lifestyle factors are to us being able to thrive through the phase of perimenopause and beyond. Yeah, they're pretty pretty key, and um, I think one thing that I've certainly uh, learned from you um, since we were lucky enough to meet, you know, a number of years ago, is just how powerful simple breathing techniques can be. And you know, that breathing is actually, you know, we're talking about we've talked about nutrition, we've talked about movement, and we've talked about stress management. And you know, for me, breathing is really common to all of those because when you go to eat a meal just sitting down and breathing and slowing down and appreciating what's in front of you. There's an element of just taking a real deep breath. And then with your exercise, you know, there's breathing is, is, is key in that, especially, you know, you do yoga, I do Pilates and you know about that breath and how, how important it is. And then we come to the stress management 
And one thing that really dampens that stress and signals to your body, hey, everything's okay, is just really um, basic breathing from that, you know, that diaphragmatic breathing. So, yeah, stress is, is pretty huge, isn't it? It is, and you've probably given me an idea for a future episode, actually, that I should probably do a meditation or a breathing exercise. That sounds like a perfect treat that our <laughs> listeners can be in for. I love that idea. And something I love facilitating as well. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, we, we've had a really great discussion here again, as always, Lise, and, you know, there's no doubt that going through perimenopause has its ups and its downs, but, you know, we can define what it looks like for us and we can, you know, choose or decide that we want to continue to thrive and, and live a fulfilling life you know, even with what we're experiencing and, um, you know, what we touched on today with those three ideas around nutrition, movement and stress management are, are really um, great starts to consider. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I just think um, I just think that just don't forget that we've already got all of these tools at our fingertips that we've been using for all of our life. Um, granted, the whole eating thing can be a little bit confusing if we've, you know, been on that yo-yo dieting merry-go-round. But yeah, don't, don't, it doesn't have to be hard. It's, it's already there. The basics are there and just have a stop, educate yourself and, um, and see what little goals or things you can tick off your list in relation to getting on the side and actually embracing it. And people probably think what embracing perimenopause and menopause, well, you actually can. And I think once you know what's going on, that embracement of that feeling of embracement is really, really powerful. Yes, and I, you know, I look at you as um, a, a walking billboard in that, in learning, you know, all the things that you're doing and, and seeing you as you, um, you know, embrace your own experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think for me, half of it, or I would say a lot of it's about the education and the understanding. And obviously, you know, I'm keen to to speak and, and work with as many women as possible just to help them through that and um, and see where we can get to. Yeah, beautifully said, Lise. Well, thanks again for another great episode and thanks, uh, we'll Nat. talk again soon. Lovely. Thanks, Nat. Talk then. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.